the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Daybreak Insider takes a look at Election Day. Everything that Republicans wanted to do nationwide, they did it in Florida tonight. Serious obstacles frustrate voters in Arizona. Maybe one out of every five or so of those ballots, they're not going through. New data reveals inflation causing the biggest pay cut for Americans in a quarter century. Americans have suffered the biggest pay cut in decades. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Wednesday, November 9th. I'm Mike Scott. Tuesday was election day and more than 120 million voters were expected to head to the polls and cast ballots in a hotly contested midterm election cycle. And according to many projections, Republicans were expected to gain control of the House and possibly the Senate, carried by dissatisfaction with the economic prospects of the country and concerns over crime. According to polling conducted by the Associated Press, most Americans are unhappy with the direction of the country. Most voters say they are defeated about the direction the country is going in, with concerns about high gas prices and the potential threat to democracy being among the top factors in their vote this year. The feeling of dread about America's future has been a consistent theme in the past two national elections. This year's survey, showing about three-quarters of Americans concerned about the direction of the country, is higher than it was in 2018 and 2020 AP VoteCast surveys. As a result, many Democrat strategists were bracing for a rough night. Joy Reid of MSNBC took a look at the sweeping gains of Republicans in Florida and says... That without Obama on the ticket, it's hard to get Democrats to the polls in the Sunshine State. Of the people who are Hispanic in that county, the vast majority are Cuban-American. That is a very conservative population. That, you know, that county remained Democratic in the 08 and 2012 elections because of one thing, Barack Obama. Barack Obama actually managed to eat into the margins. Hillary Clinton. But, I mean, it's been moving in that direction. Mm. You know, and with Obama not on the ballot, you know, I've been talking with people who have been looking at African-American turnout. Those precincts are barren. Like, turnout among African-Americans is dismal in Florida. It is incredibly hard to turn people out, having done an election down there, without Obama on the ballot. It's just that the turnout is is anemic. Reid went on to admit that the way Ron DeSantis handled COVID-19 was a big factor in his huge win. The conservative, you know, Cuban-American population in Miami-Dade, they know what they want. And, well, they, and I, I think the other I, thing is the mask mandate. I'll just say one more quick thing. One of the things that is pulling DeSantis ahead, particularly in places like Miami-Dade, was the lack of mask mandates. That was a huge issue mm-hmm. for people who run businesses in, yep. in Gate County. It's a very tourism-facing county. Um, and a lot of people there like the fact that he didn't <coughs> have any COVID restrictions in the state. Dave Wasserman of Cook Political says, There may be a lot of ticket splitting among voters in Pennsylvania. 
early on election night, I think we'll get some important tea leaves in Virginia, where we have uh, two highly competitive House races in New Hampshire in the first congressional district in Indiana's first district. And I'm, what I'm going to be paying attention to early on uh, on election night is whether Republicans are headed for a true majority or, or just a Marjorie. I was talking with Kevin McCarthy yesterday, and he wants more than 25 seats, anything uh, less than 15, and he'll have a much harder time circumventing the far-right fringe of his conference. Steve Kornacki of MSNBC explained how redistricting impacted House races across the country. These are Democratic seats, right, that were won by Trump in 2020. And already we showed you in Florida, they took three of them. Those are three gains for them. So, you know, in the ninth District of Ohio that I just showed you with Marcy Kaptur would be another. Continuing on this list, the polls are closed in Tennessee. The 5th District of Tennessee, this is another case where the map was dramatically redrawn. Jim Cooper, a long-serving, like, three-decade Democratic incumbent, used to represent the 5th District. The lines were changed so dramatically that it became a Trump double-digit district. He announced his retirement. You see in the early returns, there's expectation of a Republican victory here, and you see in the early returns the Republican far ahead. That could be a Republican gain. Kornacki went on to say that eventually Republicans can gain seats due to redistricting. Similar story in Georgia, the 6th District of Georgia. Lucy McBath, a Democrat, used to represent the 6th District in the redistricting. It got merged with the 7th District. Two Democrats were sort of forced into the same district. McBath won that primary. She's running tonight. But the 6th District was changed into a Republican plus 15, Trump by 15 district. As a result, you see now more than a quarter of a vote in the Republican with a double-digit advantage in the 6th District. So you see these potential for Republican gains. A lot of these just because of the the, the way the map was reconfigured. Democrats need something like that Cincinnati seat to start offsetting this. Ed Morrissey, managing editor of Hot Air and host of the Ed Morrissey Show, joined the Daybreak Insider podcast and says he's seeing a mixed bag of results across the country. This is Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com. We are watching all the races tonight, and I think that uh, what we're looking at here is some mixed signals as to what the what the Republican uh, prospects are for the evening. We're seeing some slow developing races in uh, Senate contests, such as in North Carolina and Georgia, although those seem to be more about early votes getting counted first, Pennsylvania the same way. Uh, We're not necessarily seeing a huge wave yet. Uh, We're hoping to see that materialize. But, of course, Florida has become a completely red state. Uh, Everything that Republicans wanted to do nationwide they did it in Florida tonight, both Ron DeSantis and Marco Rubio simply blowing out their Democratic competition. It looks like it's going to be a complete flood across the zone. Uh, DeSantis won Miami-Dade. It looks like he might win a couple of other uh, Democratic strongholds there. And so that's the type of thing I, hope, I think Republicans are going to want to see nationwide. It's still not clear that that's what's going to be happening. In fact, Morrissey took a look at the Senate races and says right now it's still a toss-up. Okay, so in the Senate races tonight, I think that what we're looking at in terms of flips are going to be looking at uh, Nevada for sure. I think that's a pretty solid hold. We're already seeing a lot of evidence on the ground of a big Republican wave in Nevada. I think that uh, we want to see a Republican flip in Georgia. That's looking a little iffy at the moment. Uh, There's a Republican hold in North Carolina that also looks like it's at risk, although, again, this is more about the early vote getting counted uh, soon. 
clearly also the other big Republican hole that we're looking at is Pennsylvania. That right now, it's unclear. We don't have enough in here to figure out what's exactly going on in Pennsylvania. And I think when we start getting a little bit more data in, we'll see that. But I think right now, it's going to be very close. I don't think that predictions of 55 seats were realistic. I think Republicans might end up with 51 or 52. Democrats might end up with 51 as well. It's going to be really interesting in the next few hours. Meanwhile, as results poured in early Tuesday night, Florida turned blood red, proving to be a firmly GOP state, sending incumbent Governor Ron DeSantis sailing to an easy victory just 10 minutes or so after the polls were closed in Florida. The night was so good for Republicans in Florida that Miami-Dade County was flipped, shocking many experts as the county had not voted for a Republican governor since Jeb Bush in 2002. Ron DeSantis held about 55.3% of the vote to Democrat Charlie Crist, 43.9%, with about 96% of votes tabulated in the county, according to election supervisor in Miami-Dade, Christina White. Speaking to supporters in his acceptance speech, DeSantis says that Florida shows that there is a political realignment happening in the country. Now, thanks to the overwhelming support of the people of Florida, we not only won election, we have rewritten the political map. Thank you for honoring us with a win for the ages. Senator Marco Rubio also won going away a re-election victory over challenger Democrat Val Demings. Of a new generation of leadership in this Republican Party that will restore common sense, that will put hardworking Americans first, and that will leave for our children what they deserve to inherit, the greatest country in the history of the world. Steve Kornacki of MSNBC took a look at Arizona closely and said there's still a good chance for Republican Blake Masters to make up ground against Democrat Mark Kelly. The initial report out of Maricopa County in 2020 was Biden by 10. Uh, and the initial report coming out of Maricopa County here in uh, 2022 is 20 points. Now, I would the one thing I would caution you on is that 2020 number when Biden led the initial count by 10 uh, in Maricopa was a much larger share of votes. Uh, it was 71 percent of the total vote in the county. This is a, this is a little bit more than half of the vote. So there's there's the possibility here that, uh, that, that there's more room for masters to make up ground here than Trump had in 2020. Uh, but still, that, that is, a, if you're a Democrat, and you see more than half the vote in, in Maricopa County, that's got to be uh, probably encouraging to Kornacki see. Kornacki checking in on Georgia said Libertarian candidate for Senate keeping Democrat Raphael Warnock and Republican Herschel Walker under 50% of the vote, and that may lead to a runoff. Take a look here, by the way, at Georgia, just to update you on what's going on here, because we got three quarters of the vote in Georgia. Look at this in the Senate race. 1,400 votes separating Walker and Warnock. And that scenario we're talking about really does start to come into focus right here. The libertarian candidate, Chase Oliver, is sitting there basically at 2%. Both Walker and Warnock are under 50% right now. And compare that to the governor's race, where in the governor's race, Brian Kemp has opened up a pretty comfortable 
advantage over Stacey Abrams. And this story we've been telling is just, it, it's become clear. We got all the vote in in Cherokee County, right? Brian Kemp has won it by basically 50 points. Brian Kemp, again, we said that Trump wasn't getting out of Cherokee what Republicans used to get. Kemp starts to bring them back to that level. What's Walker doing in the Senate race? Hey, he's not doing what Kemp's doing. He's running under the Trump level. And we're seeing that in some of these counties in that next tier right outside of the Atlanta metro area. So you look at Georgia, if you're a Republican, you're feeling good about Brian Kemp, but the Walker situation here is he's underperforming Kemp significantly and potentially in a very costly way. Elsewhere in the country, Donald Trump's former White House spokesperson, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, is projected to win the governorship of Arkansas. In Ohio, J.D. Vance has been called as the projected winner of the Senate race there, beating out his Democrat challenger, Tim Ryan. In Texas, incumbent Governor Greg Abbott wins another term in office, while in South Dakota, Christy Nome is given another term as governor by her constituents. And Democrat Governor Kathy Hochul was able to beat back a stiff challenge from Republican Lee Zeldin in New York. And results coming at late, Democrat candidate John Fetterman may be projected to win the Senate seat in Pennsylvania, taking out a Republican challenge by Dr. Mehmet Oz. Guy Benson, the political editor at Town Hall, joined Fox News and says so far his takeaway from Florida is that Republicans overperformed, but elsewhere, it's a real fight. Yeah, Virginia, too, is a majority maker type district for Republicans. Seven and ten would have been wave makers and tsunami makers, respectively. But it looks like the Democrats have held on to both of those districts. So, so far, the evening, Brett, big picture for me is a tale of Florida and everything else. Epic, epic night so far for the Republicans in Florida. Shocking margins, 20 points almost. For Ron DeSantis, unfathomable. And a lot of the heavy lifting so far in terms of House gains coming in Florida for the Republicans everywhere else, it's looking like a dogfight. Mm-hmm. If there is a national wave building for the Republicans, it hasn't oh. quite materialized yet. It might do so later into the evening, but, you know, a big blowout red wave early on, not happening. Kornacki says the race for the House is tighter than what many have predicted, and for many states, it will be an election week. So if the Democrats can get through the next couple of hours and have those Republican gains, you know, in single digits, they would have a chance at control of the House. And you really would look at an election that's coming down to can they pick off these Democrat, these Republican held seats out in California? And I'd warn you ahead of time, if it does come down to that, the count in California really is a slow one. It will, take, it will take weeks. And if we're in a situation where this is just a couple of seats, these are the districts that are going to decide it. And it would come down to weeks. Late news coming out of Nevada and Clark County, which includes Las Vegas, which is a Democrat stronghold, announced that mail-in votes will not be counted on Election Day. Meantime, acting Pennsylvania Secretary of State Lee Chapman asked for patience as the state counted its votes and warned residents might not come for a few days. The Daybreak Insider podcast will continue to follow election results as they are released. In the battleground state of Arizona, Maricopa County officials ran into an election day problem. 20% of polling sites experienced issues with their tabulating machines. 
Hours into Election Day, after a flurry of confusion, officials released a statement saying that Maricopa County has identified the solution for the tabulation issues. County technicians change printer settings, and that seems to have resolved the issue. It appeared that some printers were not producing dark enough timing marks on the ballots. Technicians deployed throughout the county had to work furiously to resolve voting issues at many locations. Maricopa County Board of Supervisors Chairman Bill Gates says problems have cropped up with many voting machines. We have 223 vote centers across the county. In about 20% of those, uh, when people will go and they try and run the uh, ballot through this tabulator, maybe one out of every five or so of those ballots, they're not going through. But this is something we've prepared for. We have a redundancy. Kate says voters whose ballots did not go directly into the tabulators will be able to place them in a secure box, he said, on or near that machine. At the end of voting, after 7 p.m., when everything is completed, then these ballots will be taken out securely and delivered by a bipartisan team, so Republican and Democrat, down to here at the Central Tabulation Center, where they will be tabulated. Gates went on to try and assure voters that while 20 percent of locations may have experienced issues with tabulators, there is a process in place to ensure that all votes are counted. The key for everyone to understand is everyone is still getting to vote. No one is being disenfranchised. Maricopa County recorder Stephen Richer says all ballots have been secured and they will be tabulated even if a voter can't get it into a machine immediately. While this is obviously not how the system was designed, this is a fail-safe that functions the exact same way as early voting, which you know we have been going through for the past 26 days. Former President Donald Trump says he'll be making a big announcement next week in Florida. Daybreak Insider's Tasha Stevens has more on this developing story. Former President Trump teased a third presidential run while campaigning in Ohio Monday night ahead of the final day of voting in this year's midterm elections. He told a cheering crowd in Ohio that he's going to be making a very big announcement on Tuesday, November 15th in Mar-a-Lago. The former president was headlining a rally to bolster Senate candidate J.D. Vance, and he said he didn't want to detract from the importance of Election Day by making his own campaign announcement beforehand. Tasha Stevens reporting. According to a new report coming out, due to inflation, Americans who may have seen bigger numbers in their paychecks this year are actually making less money, making those pay raises actually a pay cut. Fox Business's Maria Bartiromo was shocked by that report. What really gets me is this report out of the Federal Reserve, a study by three economists at the Fed of Dallas, found that real wages have fallen for most workers over the past 12 months, and Americans have suffered the biggest pay cut in decades because of inflation cutting into those wages. The report, according to the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas, says that more than half of workers saw wage growth this year that was less than the rate of inflation, resulting in a decline of wage growth at about 8%. On average, wages adjusted for inflation tend to fall between 5 and 6% over the last 25 years. The report also states that 78% of Americans say inflation in this country is at a crisis.
Walgreens extended its push into more comprehensive health care with its Village MD unit. Daybreak Insider's Jeremy House has more on what may be coming to a store near you. Walgreens has acquired another urgent and primary care chain, Summit Health City MD, in a deal worth close to $9 billion. Walgreens and rival CVS, two retail chains with thousands of locations, have evolved in recent years with a greater focus on overall care for customers. The aim is to try to help customers avoid chronic health conditions and expensive hospital stays. A T-Rex skull is expected to fetch $15 million or more at auction. Daybreak Insider's Rita Foley has details on this Jurassic-like story. The massive skull of a Tyrannosaurus rex was found on private land in South Dakota, says Sotheby's, which will auction it on December 9th. This is a 200-pound skull fossil, nicknamed Maximus. Sotheby's experts say Maximus is about 76 million years old, still has lots of teeth, but also has two big holes in the skull. Evidence of a fierce fight, they say, probably with another T-Rex. A spokeswoman says they don't know if that's what killed the animal. The fossil owner wants to remain anonymous. I'm Rita Foley. And finally, one man grabbed the winning lottery ticket, earning for himself a record $2.04 billion Powerball jackpot in California, making the win the largest in lottery history. The odds of winning the Powerball, 1 in 292.2 million. We are just getting word that the single winning Powerball ticket was sold in Altadena. It was bought at Joe's Service Center. The final (coughs) jackpot amount for this draw came to a record 2 Point four billion dollars. By the way, three more tickets in California with five matching numbers were sold in Gardena, Beaumont, and San Francisco. Wow. Congratulations, <laughs> whoever you are. We'll find yes. out soon enough. The winnings are the largest Powerball jackpot ever. Previously, the largest jackpot was in January of 2016, where the prize money of $1.586 million was split between three winners who each took home about $583.5 million. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.